Today we are talking with uh, Maria Uhari-Pakkalin, uh, who is a Head of Customer Experience Design at Fortum and is also a certified yoga teacher or instructor. <laughs> instructor. Maria, it's great to have you here with us today. Thanks, Esa. Um, it's a pleasure for me to join these podcasts. It was a bit of a hassle to get get this podcast scheduled and we were trying to book a meeting uh, to discuss about what, what are we actually going to go through here and we couldn't find find a slot. We were trying to book lunch meetings. I was suggesting maybe we go for breakfast, but we just couldn't get get, get the kind of our schedules aligned. But then we happened to be on the same plane sitting on next to each other on the way to Stockholm and we that, managed that to... That was quite amazing <laughs> indeed. I must say that I have to thank... Finner for arranging this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's not sponsored by Finner, but like they made it happen anyway. Yeah. So uh, we were able to do some pre-planning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maria, you have a quite an interesting background. Uh, you worked with uh, in big corporations and then also on a like consultancy side. Can you talk a little bit about like how did you uh, came in the field of design and how do you how do you end up in your current position? Hmm. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I started my career somewhere beginning of 2000. So it's uh, already quite some time, almost 20 years. And um, I was actually supposed to become a French translator. So it was translation that was first my field. So I've been always quite uh, good in, in languages and it was easy to get to the university. But luckily I found communication studies and I changed my main subject. And then I also realized that writing is not my thing. It's actually something else. And during my uh, pro-gradu thesis, I actually found the area of usability. So I was reading Nielsen and Norman and, you know, those basics. Yeah. And I thought, this is the thing. So I just shifted my uh, thesis towards usability. And um, at that time, I was already working at, uh, at Sonera, so the... Nordic or nowadays Telia, Nordic uh, teleoperator, and I was able to 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 do my thesis uh, within the field of uh, like um, um, like writing or what is it nowadays like the technical writing, mm-hmm. but I shifted towards usability, and um, at that time I really found my you know key interest. It became the usability and user interface. Uh, Uh, studies and and design and uh, well I'm still on that same path yeah yeah and then you do you worked also in in Germany uh, for a few years didn't you yeah we were living six years in in Berlin in between and um, at that time I was working for an American company or at the beginning German company uh, Yamba so Mm. content uh, provider and um, was bought by Fox Mobile, so became an American company. And then I joined Nokia, actually, in uh, in Berlin. So I think most of the Finns have been, at least engineers have been working for uh, Nokia, but normally starting in Finland. But I started my Nokia career in Berlin and I was doing navigation. So UX design for navigation, drive navigation. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, how about like, how did you decide to apply for the position at Fortum? What made you do, make the leap? Ah, oh, that that that's sort of a 
it's not a tricky question, but it's a nice question, but something that I would love to say that I was pulled by Fortum and its mission but and vision like towards cleaner world. But honestly speaking, at that time, I had no clue of Fortum. We were actually Fortum customers, so we, we are getting electricity from Fortum, but uh, I had no connection, no emotional connection, nothing with Fortum. But at that time, I was actually headhunted to another position, exactly similar position, like a head of uh, uh, CX. And I was actually uh, already like uh, uh, working as a head of UX, so within the same field. And um, then I saw this uh, job position out there, or job uh, advertisement, and I thought, hmm, maybe, ah, maybe not. And I mentioned it to my husband and he said, absolutely, you go and apply. And then I just applied and that's how I ended up in, in Fortum. So I have this like 18, well, 16 years of uh, background in telecoms. So the, all my career I've been doing telecoms and now a couple of years in energy business. But it's quite interesting to see that from the uh, from the design point of view and from the services or products point of view, it's, it's relatively similar what we've been doing. Yeah. <clears throat> can, can you, like you mentioned already something about Fortum as a company, but can you elaborate a bit on like what does Fortum do for, for the listeners who might not be familiar with the brand? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Fortum is a leading clean energy company and we are developing uh, and offering solutions for our customers in electricity. Uh, heating, cooling, and also solutions to improve resource efficiency. So quite big uh, range. So that's for more for consumer customers, also B2B customers. But then uh, we also provide services for power generation industry and solutions for uh, consumers so that they can be smarter in their energy choices. So maybe that's in the nutshell, but um, really in a nutshell, we are really driving the change for a cleaner world. That is something that uh, is resonating a lot with, well, basically with me as a a designer, but also the background of uh, yoga (laughs) instructor that you already mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And then we have had a pleasure to work on a few of the Fortum cases and you guys are doing really exi- exciting stuff there. Um, when you joined about two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, Fortum was very, very in the beginning of like become, going into the field of design and applying design thinking in their uh, R&D. Uh, it's a, always exciting uh, challenge when you go somewhere with, where there's nothing and you start building from scratch and you recruit everybody uh, yourself. Can you talk a bit about this journey? How has these two years been and what have you learned on the, along the way? Yeah, it is really exciting. And um, uh, in this case, at Fortum case, we cannot really actually say that there was nothing. There was actually a great deal already available. And that's really thanks to, uh, to a program that we called Customer Journey and the program manager Aki Nevalainen, with whom I had the pleasure still working with. So we are continuing the the journey together. And uh, there was the sort of, there was already really good uh, governance structures for for design and developing new services for customers in place. But it was all done with externals. So we had a bunch of external designers supporting the team, but 
no one from uh, from the company itself, like uh, from the design uh, domain. And um, if you think about this program, I'm actually one of the uh, outcomes from the program, so that I was uh, I was hired or recruited. And I think um, Fortum and the team uh, did really good decision that they didn't first hire one person and to start setting it all up, but instead they they got bunch of externals, as I uh, mentioned already, and throughout the way they recruited the head of design to actually start shifting the external work to become internal. So I think that that's a really great learning. And if I would do the same in, in another company, I would do it exactly like that, because I have then the experience in my previous uh, company before joining Fortum that uh, I was sort of the one and only to start the design expertise in the company and then uh, gradually getting support from external uh, like uh, additional internals of course also by externals so i see a big benefit that you have a like a big bang at the beginning and then you start shifting it more towards internal work yeah yeah Yeah, I can and believe that. Uh, <clears throat> like when I joined this current company, I was the first designer to join this company, mm. and it it is in the beginning uh, when you are among a lot of other experts who don't who are not in the same field. It's a bit of an upfield kind of. Yeah, they battle. don't that much understand uh, what is it that you need so much time for design. For example, yeah. what is this motion designer? Hey, come yeah. on, is it really needed? So yeah, exactly. So it's good to have enough people to have the understanding so that you can also show the impact. Mm. So there was this kind of internal buy-in to this, uh, and your like you said, your like role and position was pretty of a pretty much an outcome of a certain process already. Exactly. Uh, but then when you joined and you started uh, recruiting people, uh, and you have now teams in in uh, in Helsinki, oh, it, Stockholm, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, uh, in Oslo, Sarpsborg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What has been challenging in that process of growing to that global organization? No, well, first of all, recruitment was definitely not easy. As I said, that uh, when I saw the job advertisement, I had no emotional connection to this company. So I had no clue what Fortum is and what it could offer. But uh, throughout my recruitment process, I started to understand that actually there there is a lot. And um, I think that has been the same for the for the guys and girls that I've been able to, you know, to, to, to get inside, that once I have the luxury of being able to discuss with them and really, you know, show that what Fortum can offer and what we can do with the, the you know, the muscles that Fortum has, uh, they understood that, yeah, it's actually a great company. So really to first off, um, like, um, <laughs> attract talent to the company so that has not been easy mm. but uh, I'm really happy of the team who we have because I really didn't well I wanted to focus on recruiting a senior lead designer team instead of taking juniors at this point because we are still really really small handful of designers uh, internal designers so I'm I'm really uh, glad and lucky of the team that I've been able to recruit some uh, Somehow it was a bit easier in uh, Espo in, in Helsinki area than then in Stockholm and uh, Oslo. There it was extremely difficult to find 
or, or really to find uh, good candidates that still want to join Fortum. And I think it's a brand issue. Mm. So, of course, the Fortum brand is more uh, known in Finland than in other Nordic countries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is It's like I can understand that it is, in the beginning it is challenging to attract talent because it's, if you are not known, if you haven't been arranged in any meetups and you haven't been speaking about mm. design and, and a lot of the like R&D, exciting R&D things that are happening inside mm. are com- completely invisible for the like rest of the community. Exactly. So it is difficult to paint the right picture. It was interesting, I was last week in... Um, in San Francisco and I was uh, meeting a, a good friend of mine who works at, at Google Google, and uh, we were discussing about that local market because there it's it's almost the other way around that the big uh, brands like Google they 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 are really attractive uh, to the older designers and the agencies are really kind of suffering there mm. uh, that the agencies are having difficulties of recruiting because the big uh, big uh, companies are pulling all the talent in in house yeah. how do you th- see that in in Fortum like you you said that you started you had a lot of externals there uh, and then you started like in housing uh, some of the designers but what is that going going forward like how how do you plan on continue is it going to be full in house or is it going to be a mix or what is your kind of view on that hmm. i think um, the sort of the best practice at least based on like uh, my learnings now also during these two years is uh, absolutely not going fully external because you need to have the ownership in-house but then on the other hand the other extreme like going towards uh, fully internal I don't think that's a good solution either because then you don't Uh, well, of course, you learn all the time, but I, I believe that you learn even more when you have the external exposure into the team. Because, of course, then you always get new ideas from design agencies and uh, design consultants. So I think that that's the best combination, that we have uh, lead designers in-house that really keep the, the domain knowledge and the learnings in-house. And then we have support from uh, design agencies. Of course, it could vary as well that some projects are done by uh, externals, but mainly in that structure. Mm. I, I I believe in that, at least for the time being, yeah. once I learn something more, <laughs> because it's always a learning experience. Yeah, and that is what make, <clears throat> makes our world so exciting, is that you need to constantly keep learning new Absolutely. things. Yeah. It's, it's constantly evolving and changing. Uh, so how how is your the, the design team or the organization? How is it like st- structured in the against the kind of rest of the uh, Fortum R and D organization? Yeah, um, there has been uh, some changes now throughout this uh, two years. So uh, when we recruited the internal design team, um, well, I need to mention that we are in one division currently. So it's consumer solutions. So all these consumer-facing services and, and, and products that we are developing or creating. Um, 
but we are then also working with corporate brand and corporate uh, projects as much as we have the, the capacity. But um, when we recruited the uh, internal team, we were sort of under business. So we were structured under business organization. And it is really beneficial for design team because then you right away, you connect to the projects from the very beginning and there, there are no hiccups in that sense. Now the organization has changed a little bit during the, uh, this year and uh, we are under software services and technology, which means that we are then a little bit shifted more towards uh, the sort of the development side. And um, of course that creates benefits like pros and cons. Of course, pros being that we are then supporting the whole division. If we first, when we started, we started from small, it was more like towards some set of the new services that we were creating. And now we are supporting the whole consumer solution division. So really like we can count in the mobility like charge and drive, uh, smart living, uh, we can count in all the like uh, solar uh, demand response and so forth, uh, new services as well as like my Fortum application. So it's the full range. So from that perspective, it's good to be in an in a, um, organization that is supporting the full range and not like part <coughs> of the business unit. So in, in the new setup, it didn't really like a, um, sort of an other setup would not have worked. Uh, but then on the other hand, there is the challenge of being a bit, you know, further away from business. So that, that's something that I see the potential uh, hiccup. But what I'm really happy to see is that as the team is so well integrated into the projects already that, you know, through the individuals, individual designers, they are basically part of the projects and uh, pulled in to business. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah. That is that has been uh, the discussion uh, also on a skill wise. There's been uh, for a few years now. There's been discussion on that designers need to learn how to code, and I was always felt that no. now we don't need to learn how to code <laughs> because they are like way better. Yeah, we exactly. need to understand how 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 the uh, coders work and how can how we need to work with them. But but what I do think is that we need to become better at understanding the business Absolutely. requirements. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm there with you. Well, we need to have the wide range. So um, even though my uh, team is really small at the time being, of course, I look into the future and I see that how we should structure uh, the organization is that we have this. Well, first of all, that all the designers belong into the one and the same uh, customer experience design or design and insights group uh, or competence group so that they get the peer support, uh, they, uh, they, they can share the learnings and uh, we get to the coherent and harmonious uh, customer experience all together. Because that's not always happening in different projects otherwise, but designers as personalities, they tend to really like, oh, we don't want to do overlap, we don't want to do extra effort, sort of unnecessary extra work and always questioning why, why should this be done? So that's sort of happening then um, automatically. Um, 
But then we should have those, you know, those sub competencies like business design. Absolutely. We should have the insights of research part. Uh, we should have service design that we are really working on all the, you know, three uh, value levels like strategic, tactical and operational. And then operational design like uh, interaction design, UI design and so forth. But also the design operations so that we are doing it efficiently, mm. not only among uh, us as designers, but also, you know, together with business and especially with DevOps or development practices. Yeah, yeah, good. Hey, uh, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned that you have quite a lot of different kind of skill sets uh, in-house and then you are using them for different purposes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your inside and innovation processes? How do you, within Fortum, And especially like just talking about like your team, the designers, how do they work on, on new new ideas and insights? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, business exploration or innovation is really hot and important topic. And uh, there are also like uh, big announcements done uh, in, in Fortum. Uh, Like this Valor Ventures uh, mm. was announced, uh, was it last week or week before, last Monday, I believe. And uh, this is really exciting. So I think uh, in general at Fortum, we have a really good progress going on there. So maybe we start attracting those talents that you mentioned, like that Google are doing. So we are getting there. But yeah, so um, when I joined Fortum, uh, we already had this customer journey program in place that I mentioned uh, earlier and um, the aim of the program was to 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 actually create like innovative new services for our electricity customers because we cannot just continue with uh, electricity selling uh, it it's not enough it doesn't you know create that emotional bond that was also missing uh, when i heard fortum the very first time um, and um, it basically The structure is really simple. So you have so the different competence areas like uh, development, data, uh, designers, uh, business, uh, marketing and so forth. And we ensure that uh, uh, we create a good team around the mandate, so a challenge. And um, the team works autonomously and um, is multidisciplinary basically and they start cracking the, the code basically they start innovating for that particular challenge so th that's really in a simple format so so even though the designers we have this competence group we are actually barely working with each other Just to mention that we've yeah. been now updating, for example, our design principles. That's, of course, something that we work together because that's like how to develop the design competence areas further. But at the same time, the designers are then split in different to the different projects or actually we don't really call them projects, but streams or teams because it's continuous uh, improvement and continuous innovation. So they are in those different uh, areas and they work together with business, with development and whoever is needed to, to crack code for that particular challenge. I think that's in the nutshell. Okay. <laughs> does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does definitely. So it's driven by this challenge and then you put the team together with this cross-disciplinary team yeah. 
including design and other uh, professions as well. Who sets the challenge? Where does the challenge come from? Yeah, so basically these mandates uh, might be coming from the business area heads. So, uh, of course, the sort of the, um, the one who is um, uh, ordering, so to speak, is business. Uh, and um, it might come directly from business. But it might come also from the team or from team members' idea. And then they are basically iteratively first discussing what would be the challenge or what would be the mandate. And then the team is working throughout iterations. So iteration is approximately like one month, four weeks. And then they get together. We actually now have this new concept of validation board. So we have this validation board meeting. So each team has its own board. So it's not that that, uh, you know, the same three people would always, you know, check all these projects because it's it's actually quite a few, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but um, um, the validation board member for this uh, or the team for this particular team is basically then checking the progress. What are the key learnings that the team has learned and uh, what are the next steps that they are planning to do? Okay, so it follows almost like the startup funding process that it, is it actually does yeah so it, you have it the does time where you don't need to justify yourself you just go ahead and you do that with the team that you have exactly in place. yeah 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 but i need to say that we have uh, taken quite a lot from eric reese here yeah which makes a lot of sense but uh what is the uh, sort of I wouldn't say that it's a key difference, but what we are really now um, experimenting with, so this framework, what we currently have is under experimentation. And uh, what we are looking into there is how to do, you know, very efficiently and innovatively uh, the discovery and the delivery at the same time. So um, the team is all the time doing the sort of the innovative design thinking process, but at the same time, they might be running already experiments because it's it's continuous. It's not yeah. that they they do one iteration, one challenge, and then they stop it there. But of course, it continues, and they might be taking new cases and uh, creating new hypotheses and experiments to go further. But at the same time, the design thinking needs to be there as well. You cannot stop. Uh, innovation in in this in dis- discovery phase, so that needs to happen as well. So we are now learning and seeing how can we really combine design thinking and lean startup methodology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's really great to see that uh, today already almost most of the co- corporations are applying lean startup methodologies uh, in in their daily daily work and mm. it's a really good book i don't know whether you have read that but uh, eric Ries's the startup way is a really good yeah. book for like bigger corporations on how to apply exactly the red their, one yeah yeah the red one <laughs> not the blue one <laughs> no not the blue one uh, great uh, so if you think about if like like we discussed that our field is changing extremely rapidly yeah, and it's it's exciting you need to learn new things all the time uh, but it, you need to also keep up up to date all the latest the latest developments uh, if we look at like five years ahead of the now like if you first if, if I like reflect that when I joined this company eight years ago and for instance prototyping back then we didn't have inhibitions or or marvels to use to create prototypes which anybody can create and we actually had to recruit two HTML5 uh, prototypers mm. to do just 
user interface prototypes for our designers. Today, even I can create a prototype in one day using InVision. Uh, so that has developed extremely fast. And then the lean, lean thinking has come to uh, to replace also a lot of the like old old school methods as mm. well. What do you think? Like in five years, what is what is our day they gonna look like? What are we gonna be talking about? If you do a podcast five years from now, what are we gonna be talking about? Oh my god! Only if I knew. Um, actually, really, really interesting question, and um, I don't know whether it's actually that much of technology. Okay, somehow I feel that we have the tools what we need already. Uh, like you said, that you can create a prototype, or I can create a prototype in one day or even shorter time, <laughs> and uh, it's it's really easy. But um, probably the shift is going more towards like uh, sort of everybody is a designer, if I put it in uh, parentheses, uh, meaning that this okay service design in in Finland or in Nordics is is really hot and now everybody is you know doing uh, service design studies and then then of course like you and me who've been in this field like for ages now it feels we think oh maybe they can learn but can they really learn because I've been we've been doing this for 20 years and uh, it's not something that you can just pick up like the methods it you need to sort of grow into it but I think that that's where we are going, that, you know, everybody around us is getting more and more familiar with design thinking methods and uh, and service design. And it definitely is not anymore so only the luxury for designers or only their tools. And it shouldn't. I think it's great because we actually start getting more and more done in a customer-centric way when we also allow people around us to, to learn. So maybe it continues being that way that um, like a hardcore designers are more supporting others to learn, so facilitating and then letting go. So letting the others uh, carry on. But then, uh, well, maybe that's more uh, within the service design field. Then, but um, how about then, like hardcore design? I mean, those like really like design skills. Probably that's something that will still keep or can be kept within the smaller group who really can or have the aesthetic eye and uh, and, and and can draw or do it digitally. Because personally, I'm just a wannabe visual designer. <laughs> Not good at all, but maybe mm. some sometimes trying something. Mm. With a lot of opinions that this is how it's. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should ask that to our lead designer, Mika. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think that the design will. It's design is quite inclusive by nature and mm. more and more people are starting to like get into the field of design even if they're not that's not their kind of primary role but using the design thinking methods in their daily lives exactly yeah that's also happening inside Fortum which is actually great I'm really happy because um, uh, during this year um, I've been of course heading the customer experience design team but I've been also co-leading the customer must win battle so we have this five must-win battles ongoing and one of them is putting the customer in the center so I have had the luxury of being sort of on a corporate level at Fortum around uh, uh, different divisions and share the 
the methods and tools how to put the customer in center. That has been really exciting. And there I see that, okay, okay, you are also learning the service design methods. That's great. Yeah, we can also support you in facilitation, but yeah, you lead it. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> I had a really interesting discussion with uh, Antti Kujala uh, last week about, um, we discussed about like how data, for instance, will mm-hmm. maybe become a bit closer to, like, to the design phase. So if you're designing user interfaces, excellent point. probably like sketch in the future will give you like percentages that 85% on your design, 85% will not Oh, we will have these kind of problems, or like be the bring the usability factors in there, close to the exciting. Uh, if you think about your job job today, what is really challenging you today? What is making you really scratch your head and like, how do I accomplish this? Hmm. Currently, um, as we are undergoing some organizational changes. Uh, I would say that for me personally, as I really want to ensure that my design team and the design competence can flourish in the company, um, I, I would say that my biggest challenge is to ensure that how to make the company understand that as we are now in the one division, that how can we make the Fortum design uh, team really Fortum-wide? Because as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we are supporting like a corporate level projects as well, but it's only support. But how can we make it like a, you know, normal daily daily practice? Mm, for the wider Fortum. Exactly. Just in your exactly. Because it's not only uh, B2C or the consumer customers that need uh, beautiful and aesthetic design and uh, and customer needs driven uh, design, but that's absolutely needed on B2B side as well. So I see the really intriguing projects that we could be working on, as well as um, like employees as as users. So that's an interesting uh, area as well, like employee experience. Mm. Their design thinking can give a lot. Yeah, and, and that is definitely something that we, because we meet quite a lot of different customers, that's mm. that's what we keep hearing. The employee experience is something that many corporations are now starting to put emphasis, yeah. and rightfully so. Uh, like Absolutely. you can create good customer experience if your employee experience is not exactly not on par. Exactly. Thank you, Maria, for spending this time with us. It's been really exciting to hear uh, how the your, your journey led to this point, and especially like the last two years, how you have been building design uh, organization and, and practice at Fortum. If our listeners want to get a hold of you or follow you, uh, what would be the best way to do that? Not everybody can get a flight uh, seat next to you in the flight to Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By accident. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, if you want to hear more, you can definitely get in touch with me and uh, LinkedIn is is the best. I do have a Twitter account, but I need to admit that uh, I'm not putting too much effort in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, hey, thank you, Maria. Thanks a lot, Esa. It was really my pleasure to join you this morning. Thank you, and it was our pleasure as well.